to the Whatever Podcast. Uh, I am I'm with my good friend Preston here once again in person. Hello. And uh, <laughs> my even better friend, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, hello, hello. Take that, Preston. <laughs> um, today, oh, the tables uh, have turned. From a, from a far away <laughs> land over here, I am. I, I uh, wanted to uh, just point out, Preston, that I've been using you to get the Chris the whole time. So. <laughs> Uh, and here I betray you. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Well, the secret's out now. So, uh, well, welcome everyone to the 38th episode of the Whatever Podcast uh, with today, your original host Connor Williams yes. and Chris Gentry. <laughs> yeah, right. original. Our idea. Just a couple more, and then you're done. <laughs> That's fine. Um, today we wanted to talk about uh, an interesting topic. Um, I, I was almost considering waiting to talk about this, uh, but I just recently have done some online shopping and uh, have some opinions about it. And today the topic is shopping online versus uh, shopping in stores. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're well, thinking. I, th- I feel like I feel like my, uh, my thought on it is probably not what you'd expect. Well, you know, to be quite honest, um, this is an odd topic to argue about, Preston. So, uh, if I have a strong opinion about this yet, because I, I, I don't know, I don't know what what's happening. Yeah, it's gonna be less I think of we're a, seeing waves. Yeah, it's less of a debate and more of a it's just preference. Yeah, yeah, preference and like you know, talking about the pros and cons and what to yeah. expect from from that kind of stuff. So. So, hey, so what, shopping in stores versus online, right? Yeah, yeah. What was the last thing you bought online, Chris? Last thing I bought online. Ah, I can. So the the big movie guy I am. Um, actually, last night, laying in bed, <laughs> Amazon.com. Perfect. Uh, what was it? Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2 and Saw 4K. You get Army of Darkness? They don't have Army of Darkness in 4K yet. Damn it, it, Sam Raimi. (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. It's got to be coming. When it does, I'll be on it. That's the last thing I bought online. Uh, Quick side note, just because this is hilarious. I just recently watched all the old Spider-Man movies again. (laughs) You getting Um, ready for... uh... Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. But it's they're just good. Like I, I miss oh, Tobey yeah. Maguire. Did you realize that Bruce Campbell is in every single one of those old Spider-Man movies because Sam Raimi directed them? Yeah. He plays a he plays a different character in, in every one of them. And I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but uh, so what? Why did you buy those online versus going to a store like Best Buy or Walmart and picking up those movies, which I have seen on stock? Plenty of times before. So I, this is a, I think this is a great topic to have you on here, Connor, because of your experience with Best Buy. L- let me say, I so before I made that purchase online, I made another purchase online from Best Buy. And they have it in store, but I purchased it online to pick it up at the store. So it's ready for pickup. I made it last night. They sent me a text this morning, said it's ready for you to come here and pick up. The crazy thing is I could either go in the store and pick it up or I could have them deliver those to my car. And those were, uh, what were they? Vertigo, Alfred Hitchcock, mm. and Rear mm-hmm. Window, Alfred Hitchcock, Steelbooks, 4K. Yes, the old curbside pickup. Yield. Right. <laughs> you know, so I would, I prefer to go to Best Buy or to a store to purchase those. A lot of them you can't get at the stores. I remember going to Best Buy, and maybe you can share the approach here of why it changed so drastically. I remember going to Best Buy, and there would be ailes and aisles of movies. And you go there today, there's like like a rack and a half. And that's it. Um, Yeah, you know, it's it's because of the push to the digital platform, because, you know, I showed up to work one day and they were just gone. 
honestly. They're, they were nowhere to be found, and I was like, wow, okay, are we cutting down? And they're like, well, you know, so-and-so, your corporate doesn't think we need to have all of these movies, so we're cutting down to Disney TV shows and then 4K releases. Yeah. And that doesn't, you know, obviously doesn't really take up a lot. There are some regular versions of movies, but... I will say, I don't remember the last time I even bought a movie, so... <laughs> Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, there's a yeah, I, I agree. There's a lot of people that are like that, but I mean, so my purpose would be to go go in there and pick it up from the store. But you I mean, just can't anymore. Can, you get it right then. You don't have to wait. Like I've got to wait. I'm a Prime member, so usually two days, sometimes longer. Um, but I mean, you got that delay time of buying it online and then receiving it. I mean, the satisfaction of walking into the store, or picking it up get, off the shelf, yeah. and walking out that. I so would much better. Much rather do that. But there's so much that's limited because the things I look for, whether it's movies or whether it's, uh, gosh, the microphone I'm speaking into. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to get those things you in know, stores nowadays. Especially I, now, like through COVID and post, stuff. I've post COVID stuff. Yeah. I haven't been able to really go into the store and get exactly what I wanted. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. just. It almost feels like for the, like, in this and this isn't right i don't think this is right at all but they've almost switched this whole system to be like if you really want what you want you got to go online or else you sacrifice what you want for the ease of convenience yeah for in store because you know there there comes quite a few perks with shopping in store you know you get that and for some people obviously they don't like this especially not anymore but you get that face-to-face contact you know you get someone to really help you out and find exactly what you're looking for obviously if it's just a movie it's not that big of a deal movies for me are like a whole other can of worms you know because like (laughs) if if you can you have the nicest 4k tv in the world right Mm. yep and you could stream a 4k movie however you're subject to video compression coming yeah. over the internet and so that 4k is like 3.2 K or something just something stupid like that yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so and so you still have like there is the the draw of buying 4k blu-rays which is why Best Buy holds a large amount of 4k blu-rays still and which is why there's still even that rack and a half of movies left and there's they're not just all online only because all of our CDs all online only. Can't buy music there anymore. That's true. Yeah. And, and so I think, you know, especially when you get into post-COVID, I mean, it doesn't help that things are all going digital now, especially games. Oh, yeah. But post-COVID doesn't help. Stock has dropped dramatically. And sure, there are other things close to what it is we're looking for, but people just want to walk in, buy it, and walk out. Yeah. You guys, this last time switching from online shopping, we'll get back to it. But I'm curious, when was the last time you have been to a mall? Uh, a few days ago. <laughs> but do you go to their shop or you go there to take your daughter around? <laughs> Both. <laughs> so, you, you, so you're still in, I, me too. I mean, I go to the local mall we have that has more empty stores in it than stores yeah. that are open the uh honey creek honey creek mall honey creek old, mall. uh no it's uh hope center they changed the name oh did they you know i want yeah. i want to i want to save uh i want to save my opinions about the future of hope center for towards the end of the show um <laughs> all right we'll come back to that too but so i've been in a, a mall recently but it seems like every time i go in there there's another store that is yeah closing down but the reason i ask that it seems like like these temporary stores come in to these mall areas i like so my son loves spirit halloween like the big halloween store you can go to that only opens up during this time like they just opened up a couple weeks ago or whatever yeah so like they are in where the macy's store used to be but they're only there for like two months and it's like that's what i think i've seen our mall convert to like there's a big antique kind of like thrift flea market area that one of the big name stores were in at one time. And then, like I say, Spirit Halloween. And I was talking to a guy that works for me today. He he lived out uh, in another state, worked for a university. They ended up t- occupying the space that a Sears was in. 
and set up like cubicles and had like their administrative offices in a mall for a university. He was like, oh, it was the coolest job I had. I, like during my breaks, I could just go walk, walk around the mall instead of like just walking down the hallway or something. So he's like, that was the cool thing, but it was really weird to work out of a Sears and be working out of an old Sears space and be working for a university. I was like, yeah, it's kind of odd. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. <laughs> I think malls are, are obviously dying. They're like kind of yeah. like arcades. They were a thing of the 80s. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's about it, it. It, it, it. It's pretty nostalgic. I mean, it, it, yeah. <laughs> I I mean I pretty much lived at the at the the old Terre Haute Mall back in high school. Yeah, well, I and it was awesome my back then, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. All the stores were open. People, yeah. a lot of people would be there yeah. back in the day. But even then, like we were, there were stores on the way out because when I was working in the mall. You know, when you work in the mall. Yeah, you worked at you worked there. I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I worked there. I worked in the mall <laughs> at a FIE and talk about a store that died and came back. Yeah. Um, they so when you work at a place in the mall, you kind of have like the insider scoop to everyone else who works at the mall. That's true. Um, like everything you know, your bosses are like, "Oh, did you hear?" <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Well, the Euro place is gone in the food court, and I was like, "Cool, all right, <laughs> yeah, uh, great." <laughs> I guess that's hot news. I, yeah, I know. But so my wife worked at the mall for a long time, years. I mean, when we first met, I would, I would be working up in Terre Haute, and during lunch, I'd run over, take her something to eat or whatever. But that's how it was. It was like she knew all the people in the mall and knew all the stores that were either closing or coming into the mall. And it was yeah, yeah. news of the day if something was happening. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it, like I it, wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if like, I well, I guarantee this is pretty extreme like version of that, but I'm pretty sure when like my daughter goes up there, won't it's like, she'll be like, what's a mall. <laughs> well, okay. Sure. <clears throat> so, so, I guess while we're on the topic of malls, I'll go ahead and dive in because I don't want to. I don't want to swing back around to this. Have any of you guys been to Las Vegas? No, I've not. So, you think when you think of Las Vegas, what are the what's like the the one thing you think of? It's like a gambling, lot. man. Gambling. Yeah. So there are a lot of casinos. However, these casinos aren't just casinos. Like, yeah, they're casinos, but it's like. If you read the titles of these places, it's like MGM Grand, Resort, Spa, and Casino. So, yeah, it's got a casino. There are gamblers. But with gamblers comes a lot of a lot of rich people, a lot of people that have money, a lot of people that are winning money, a lot of people that are losing money. Now, what follows money? Nice restaurants and shopping. Yeah. So, in the mix of all this stuff... All the, the, these casinos, these these really nice resort rooms, the spa, you have three, four, five star restaurants and a ton of stores, a ton of them. You walk around uh, Caesar's Palace, it's bigger than any mall in Indiana, and I can guarantee you that. And it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. Like the the ceilings are painted to look like uh, a cloudy sky. Uh, and there's really just great ambient lighting and fountains mixed in with just shops and food. And it's such a cool environment. And so while I think malls are going to move into the past, the idea that they have for turning that mall into a casino or building a casino over in Terre Haute, they're on to something. I think personally they are on to something. Now I know. Telling me there's a chance for the Hote City Mall. Well, the Center City or whatever. I I believe the Indiana Indiana (laughs) Gambling Association. Yeah, they're opening up. uh, They already declined. They declined the bill. Oh, it's back in circulation. So we'll have to propose it again in like X amount of time or something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think they're going back after it. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Who knows? I think it's a good idea. And now the only reason, the only reason people are like, oh, we don't need a casino. Well, that's because it's in the middle of of Indiana, southern Indiana, and all the all the good Christian people who don't want to admit that they've got gambling problems are the ones who don't want it. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I mean, like, because I, I it, yeah, honestly, I mean, what else is Indiana hurt? gonna? Or I mean, what else is Terre Haute gonna have that's what's, gonna like? Yeah, I don't know. what's it gonna hurt? I feel like, yeah, I, you know, it's not gonna it's hurt. Probably anything. their best best option. To exactly. Keep, keep people, keep jobs, keep yeah things going. And so, and so, here's my idea: uh, Macy's, Messieurs, in that mall. Knock it down or whatever, but but keep that space. Make those into towers. Now fill those towers full of rooms. Take out take out that damned flea market that's pretty <laughs> much just Facebook Martin because right. that's how they treat it. Yeah. And put make, put the slots back there. Put the tables and the slots back there. Build one floor up. Put the high rollers up on the up on the next floor. Or whatever, like slots and then tables on one floor. And then in between, fill those full of stores and restaurants. Call yeah. it a day. Yeah. That place. You heard is- it here first. The Whatever Podcast. We have a plan. We know how <laughs> to bring Terre Haute back. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm telling you, that place would be booming. I really think so. Back on the map. I truly think, I truly think that would yeah, be. Yeah, Terre Haute has thing. every potential to be like a, like a nicer, bigger city. Like you got a college, you got plenty of area. Like, anyway, so twenty five percent, twenty five percent of malls are set to shut down within five years. Would you guys agree with that? Do you think that's the right number? You think it's higher? I think it's higher. Probably higher. Fifty. I think. I think so too. I think it's higher as well. I think. I think you're going to be left with only a, a few malls per state. Yeah, like like key malls that like have like a big presence you know uh greenwood yeah uh circle center circle center yeah uh, there's Castle, where there's all of america there's money yeah, yeah. castle yeah, shopping center yeah hey what else you got on mall with malls but are you guys still going with with malls yeah malls are dead to me i'm done with them i i honestly like i haven't really i think i walked around a mall the only the reason <laughs> the only reason I like the whole mall thing is just the convenience of having all those places where I don't have to get out of my car to go to another place. <laughs> but if you're not going to have if you're only going to have just a handful, either lower the cost to bring more in or just be done with it, just close them. Yeah. Right? I mean, don't yeah. just have like three or four stores in a mall that should yeah. have 50. I mean, yeah. there's no Serves no purpose. Well, uh, you know, I hate to say, but ten years down the road, I'm not going to be shopping at a damn Zoomies. So get <laughs> new stores in there. Get yeah. stores that appeal to more than just the niche crowds. Yeah. Like and kids if that don't if, buy things. If you're not, a, if you're not a woman, you can't really find anything if you're a guy and have very specific style. You might as well shop at the damn Target. Yeah. Which is connected to the mall, but it it's is. also just Target. I think I only go to the mall because here of Target. because of Target. <laughs> Target, like we go, yeah. I go eat food, and then we go to Target. And yeah, leave. oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, this is this is Preston I, in the middle of Target. You want to go get a smoothie on the other side of the mall? Sure, <laughs> that requires walking through the mall to get there. And by the time we walk through the mall, he's forgotten what we were doing in the first place. Yeah, what, what were we here for? I agree. I mean, I, the only time I go to the Bloomington Mall probably is is for Target. I'd say seventy five percent of the time is just to go into Target, and we never step foot in the mall. I just don't have anything I'd buy there, honestly. Yeah, that's true. Cora does. Like Cora would buy plenty of things. I go to the GameStop sometimes, and do I picks, don't but go to they don't need to be there. <laughs> I don't even, I even go to GameStop, dude. I I haven't bought a physical copy of a game since. I I mean, like uh, I usually either buy their knickknacks or like a controller uh, or patty wax and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Well, see, I used to buy that stuff online or through Best Buy. Yeah. I guess I have more. Of I just like having that. That's like my biggest thing with like. Can't, I can't like I don't like waiting for it is to get like something like that like getting like a new mouse like I'm too like simple minded and get too no, happy well, off sure. of the dopamine but, of buying something and getting it immediately Best Buy <laughs> is the perfect place for that kind of stuff I know I go there a lot too <laughs> yeah so getting away from the malls like the standalone places how, how well do you think they are doing in this time of this rise well, of online shopping well I you can know, tell you Go ahead, go ahead. So what I was going to say, which probably you're going to get into, is that Best Buy probably made the best move that they could possibly make is combining that 
in-store presence with their huge online presence now. Sort of. I I mean, I wasn't going to say that. I agree. Um, Best Buy's not hurting at all. Yeah. They're not hurting at all. I feel like it's just certain stores here in the near future just are not going to be, like able to withstand online i think there are going to be like definitely a lot of different stores like best buy and things like that that are going to stick around that people are always going to and a lot of these other niche i guess businesses and things Things like things that offer unique products you can't really find online what would what would some of those be not to put you on the spot but like what do you see the the biggest things dying because of the online shopping present um the walmart toy section i don't know like <laughs> like I, we, we're always gonna need grocery stores yeah but you've seen a rise in the attendance of places like kroger and aldi's yeah. that focus primarily only, only, only on only foods, on only on foods and nothing else I have a. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this and maybe now's probably not the time to get into it because i want to get into it later um, but Amazon and what they're doing with groceries, but also kind of brick and mortar stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'll get to that in a little bit. Cause I want, I don't know if you guys have watched a video, um, kind of about that shopping experience, but I'm not going to get to that yet. I, but I, yes, I agree. I think we all, we all need groceries. It's like, but how do you, it seems like talking about groceries, we've got a small grocery store, in a community, small community, but it only stays alive because the bigger grocery stores are further away. Yeah. Yes, we have to pay some more money right. locally, but it's it's a little more convenient because you don't have to travel as far if you're just getting a few things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I think, and I think you know really, that you're putting it back into your, you know, at your at, like your actual area. Yeah. I think it depends. You know, I, I, there are so again. This is like. The same thing as last week. We we think we're talking about a topic that's just something we can dissect on the surface, but there's so much more to it. Like yeah, where you just, live, it's it's a, it's about where you live, what you have around you, what's accessible, and and what isn't accessible. Does the lack of of accessibility in some products lead people in rural towns to buying more online, and does living in a city environment lead to the utilization of more services like Instacart potentially here's an idea pushing grocery stores more towards being a distribution center yeah I could see that happening if it gets popular enough no that's a thought that's a thought and I and now we're kind of we're kind of going it's like why waste time walking through a grocery store exactly and why waste? Why why would you waste the money on impulse purchases? Because that's all about that's stores all store are strategically <laughs> designed to make you yeah. impulse purchase so much stuff. When I'm on Instacart, I get what the hell I need, and I get the off of that. Yeah, because you don't have anything being oh, shoved yeah. in your face. Well, that that and you're already paying five bucks for a delivery, you know. Yeah. And so you're like, oh man, five bucks that's steep, rather than like looking at something in the store and being like, oh, 20 bucks, I can afford this. <laughs> I drove here today, you know, I had a good work Might day. Well get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think I think we're opening up a can of worms here. And then you got to think about the limited availability of in-store products and the whole lottery. And now I don't want to I don't want to get into this because this is also opening a can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> the lack of availability of computer parts. Oh, my goodness. And the, the lack of stock for computer parts, that just blows my mind. You have to enter a lottery. You know, Chris, I don't know when the last time you bought computer parts was, but like you have to enter a lottery system. Just online. like a lot of online, like not online, uh, a lot of electronic stuff now. Oh, yeah. You just Consoles. have to get lucky to be able to get one. You, you <laughs> cannot get them in store. And so that begs the question. And me and Connor are on waiting lists yeah, till next year for, <laughs> for, for the Steam Deck. And so... You, I don't know. I don't know. You got to think about when are when are companies going to be smart enough to realize that they can handle everything themselves? Cut out the middleman. I think that's cut what out, they're trying to do. Cut out, cut out the people who sell the stuff and just sell it themselves. So, I think that's kind of why what, what's happened with like a like what's happening now with more of an entrepreneurial boom. With doing so, it, yeah. Let me ask. 
let me ask you guys, when do you think the first online shopping began? I when can't say for it? sure. Um, when the first boom of online shopping began? Not the boom. The first thing purchased online. Oh. When do you think that was? Uh, back in the 90s, right? It'd have to be what? Like around... It could have been in the early. I want to guess early eighties. Right? What? How, what do you mean by online? Like you could exchange An online business to consumer purchase. Nineties, mm. early nineties, late eighties. I, you know, I thought nineties too when I was thinking about this, and and I had to look it up to see when that was because I was like, man, it's got to be in the nineties when online shopping, like the first thing, would have been bought or something. Because I mean, that yeah. was the big. I mean, I'm trying to think of something, boom, right? something that was used through internet, but not like, so, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. It was the year I was born, 1984. Oh. 1984 really? was when the first business to consumer online shopping system was launched wow. and it was by Tesco. What, <laughs> what, what were they selling? I don't know what they bought, but I can tell you who that first shopper was. It says the first ever shopper. From home with an online purchase was the, and this is worldwide. Wasn't some good. Um, <laughs> was by a lady named Jane Snowball. Guess how old she was? In her 80s? Not quite. Very close, though. Medication. She was 72 years old wow. when she made that purchase. Wow. First person to make an online purchase. And now, and now most, at 72 people, years old. most people that age won't even, don't even want to. They're like, I don't want to put in my credit card in Amazon. <laughs> They're going to steal Crazy. my stuff. Who's, who's in the so, Amazon? Who wants my credit card information? So, so you're making a good point because when do you think the boom of online shopping began? Late 2000s. Yeah, I'm gonna, it was, I'm gonna it, say 2009. <laughs> I, I say boom. I let me rephrase it. Boom. I would say yes. That that was 2000s. You seen a, a humongous spike. When when do you think there was a big a shift to where yeah this online thing is working and Ooh, people started doing that more. I I think recently. I think oh. recently, and here's why. Because during these times we're thinking about in the late 90s, and now I could be completely wrong, but big companies like Yahoo and uh, <laughs> companies Yahoo. That, are, that, are eating, <laughs> that are eating absolute dirt were like, Amazon's never going to work. That, yeah. that idea is never going to work. It's not going to happen. So, so get this. So 94 was, 1994 was the big year for this to kind of start heading that direction. Really? And the reason you may, you mentioned it, you said there was like fear of putting your information online and stuff like that. That was the year that Netscape and encryption and things like that said mm. all of that was protected. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Makes so sense. guess what else happened in that year? 1994. I'll be honest. I wasn't alive during that time. <laughs> The 90s were kind of a blackout period for history for me. Like, all the books stop at, like, the 70s. You may be blacked out, but you'll know the guy. Jeff Bezos uh, quits his day job yeah, and, yeah. Starts and launches, Amazon. launches Amazon from his garage. Selling books. Within huh? within 30 days, yeah, selling selling ebooks, right? Or was it just paper books? No, I think it, it was, was ebooks, was wasn't it? Yeah, it was ebooks. He was looking to make... He was looking to change the whole like, like he's like we don't need paper and i think that was his whole thing and that's why kindle that's right. was so big for him yeah so it was the amazon and all they sold were ebooks he made in 30 days he grossed twenty thousand dollars in sales wow that was 1994 and that's what started the shift yeah and then and then Jeffrey so Bezos. in years to follow so many big companies were like don't Pitch your money into Amazon. Don't pitch your money into online shopping because these companies are going to fail. They're not like us. Yeah, we're not like sturdy. Us. We're a search engine. Man. We have email. <laughs> we just we just launched we just launched a rocket mail. Look at us. I don't right. know. I, you I have mail. Yeah, I, I think AOL. I think we kind of are seeing a similar pattern with a lot of stuff like cryptocurrency too. You have so many, so many, 
stock experts who've been in the business for so long that say, don't put your oh, money yeah. into these fake cryptocurrencies because they're never going to go anywhere. And then you have the people that are rolling in dough thinking, well, I mean, I did it and I'm fine. So <laughs> I don't know. Like Preston. Preston's rolling in it over there from his oh, yeah. crypto investment. Doge, Dogecoin millionaire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> over 30 cents now, right? What's yeah. that today? Ah, uh, man. Where you at, Preston? I gotta pay a housing. I gotta pay a housing deposit soon. You want to cover that for me, Mister Doge? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll take some of that. Yeah. Hey, so uh, back to the. So since I kind of led up to Amazon, so obviously Amazon is not just an ebook store anymore, right? Everybody orders off Amazon. The crazy thing I've I've been looking at, I don't know a lot of, but I've kind of been hearing about are these brick and mortar stores that like Amazon has come in and kind of put some of these places of business now bringing like the retail stores that are extremely intelligence uh, with cameras and scanners. I watched a video on one of their grocery stores and it's amazing the carts that they have. So while you're shopping, you're putting items into your cart and it automatically scans it in and you're checking out while, while you're shopping. So it's running a total on a screen while you're pushing the cart with a uh, scale in it. So you're putting produce, things like that. So it's measuring all that out, scanning the items. It's got your Alexa, um, shopping list next to your screen of all the purchases you're making totals you out and you're finished shopping nobody needed in the store in regards to workers or anybody other than stocking the shelves is that where we're going to with all of our retail um I would, maybe maybe i think you know you gotta think about the integrity of the people shopping too because yeah. there's probably some ways to cheat some things, and so there, I think if we do go to this, because Kroger has this uh, has a similar thing, not as advanced, obviously, but they are trying yeah, to do the same you, thing you with pick, checking out while you go. You pick up a hand scanner, um, yeah, yeah. You pick up a hand scanner that does everything for you, and so I think there's always going to be a need for people, right? And and I hate to use this as a parallel, but Disney is doing the same thing. You know, they're pushing everything. To, to go on if you want to experience this world you better have a smartphone that can download the app or you better you better if you're an international you better get a card a sim card that's going to work in your phone and pay for an entire new plan just for one vacation because everything it's revolves around this app. app but what happens when you run into the case uh, where people don't have smartphones or can't mm-hmm. afford to buy an entirely new phone plan because they spent all of their money on going to disney world in the first place i think unfortunately yeah. in the time that we live in it's just unexpected and kind of a must have a smartphone well sure we- yeah, and yeah i mean a high percentage but we live in a weird time right now with I mean, the the labor market is so challenging. I know there are restaurants in our community, restaurants probably where you guys are at, that are either limited hours, not because of COVID, or cannot open on days because of a shortage of, of staff. Workers, yeah. And you look at every business that you drive by, and there's hire, now hiring signs everywhere. At work, we struggle to hire not just professionals, but other individuals that are just hard to get now because oh, yeah. everybody's look at, out looking for uh, labor individuals. So, I mean, this helps that situation. We're doing, I'm on a board for a library and we're going through some feasibility study type stuff and it's looking at all extremes and one extreme is fully staffed, um, very similar to the way things function now, to the other extreme of full automation and like a red box where you go in and you just check out the material from a machine and you return it to that machine when you're done. So 
where we're going with a lot of that. I mean, I think it helps in like situations we find ourselves in now with labor shortages. But yeah. are we always going to have? Are we always going to be in a situation like this where it's just hard to get people to work? I feel like, unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of businesses that are kind of doing that kind of thing are going to realize that these machines are more reliable than people a lot of the time. Well, the machine doesn't show up for work. It's already there. Yeah, it lives there. <laughs> I think, I, and, I don't and know. Maybe, maybe I'm looking too far into this. I promise I have not touched pot in so very long. I'm talking <laughs> years. I'm talking years. But here's the thing. I think our future is pretty grim. I think I think we're looking at like a Blade Runner type of future. We ain't we ain't looking at no. Uh, well, Elon's making um, robots now. <laughs> so my mother-in-law just got a brand new Tesla. I just checked it out before uh, jumping on here. Man, that he's making some very nice cars. Oh yeah, yeah. self-driving. And so here, okay, here we here we go. This is it. <laughs> All right, we're opening <laughs> the worms. This is it. This is it. Let's open. Uh -oh. Let's open the worms. We've cracked it open. <laughs> we have cracked it. I think I think we are moving to a point where, yeah, I mean we we have a very grim future ahead of us. I think with the whole and I and legitimately, I really think this is where it's going to go. Blade Runner, iRobot. Have you guys have you guys read or seen the the movie iRobot? Yeah. Yeah. Probably even more iRobot than than Blade Runner, but where everything is just like it doesn't matter if it's new. People in the U.S. treat it like, f pardon my French, like shit, anyways. So yeah, it doesn't matter if it's new, if it's automated, if it's shiny. Robots are are susceptible to prejudice from people who still aren't going to accept that they exist and that they are they are sentient and that they are there to replace the, the working man's jobs. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I, I don't I don't want to like, you know, and, and maybe this is maybe online shopping is just the beginning. Maybe maybe the robots will the, the Bezos well, drones all, will bring it to us. They're all learning how like how we think anyway right now. With So I was in a um, before COVID, we would do like a transportation infrastructure we would do uh, uh what, what conventions let's call it at uh purdue once a year the last one we did was before covid it was like two days before covid we were like packed in rooms people were all over each other and sitting listening to these lectures and then two days later our world turns upside down and we're like man that was dumb for us all, all all be packed in rooms but so we haven't done one since they've been virtual ever since but the last one we did had that very thing you would order food and purdue has these right now running around on campus you would order food that food would be put in the robot would go to that restaurant <laughs> they would put that food cold or hot in this robot yeah. and it would deliver it to you right at your dorm yeah oh yeah yeah it's quite the big gimmick but that, unfortunately, right now, that's how people view those things as gimmicks. But they don't realize that it's actually that it's, it's coming. The future. And while this cute little robot that's delivering the food might be a gimmick, the self-driving Tesla car, it's not. It's serious stuff. Self-driving semis. Yeah, self-driving semis. But then you gotta you gotta think about every everything in a plane that isn't the takeoff and the landing is autopilot. So let's let's take a few steps back and look at what that could do. You know, you have things, you have planes that aren't flown by people anymore. Drones yeah. that can fly themselves on preset routes. Yeah. Drones that take you things. Trains. From Amazon. <laughs> trains that, I'm talking big drones, not, not like four, yeah. four helicopter drone, yeah. you know, not a DJI. <laughs> um, trains. There's no reason that trains aren't automated right now. To be quite honest, you install yeah. the right sensors, they can do it themselves. You don't need yeah. people. You don't need people for that. And so you do need people to upkeep that kind of stuff. So yeah. I think what's going to happen is we're going to get into the age of more of skilled labor, being an engineer. Yeah. Being an electrical have engineer. You, have you um 
Have you read anything by Yuval Noah Hari? I don't think so. No. Um, I'm so trying to he think wrote of their the book. Uh, yeah, go ahead. He wrote, he wrote the book Sapiens was his uh, first book. His other book that he wrote was Homo Deus. So Sapien was a, Sapiens was a look back to where we are today. Mm-hmm. Homo Deus is a look from where we are today forward. So a brief history of tomorrow. And then he wrote a book, 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. But he, very similar, this discussion and a little bit of the grimness that uh, you had mentioned, Connor. He has some of that in his book, too. But it's like, do we allow this to continue this way? Or because it, is it healthy for us to do this? Or should we make small changes knowing that that is our future whether we like it or not, if we continue to be so consumeristic and so instantaneous and want it now kind of society. I mean, like, like Preston, you said you get a hit of dopamine when you buy something in the store and you have it and walk out with it. I think we all are kind of that way. And I think that's what's led us to this experience of, man, I can just click a button and have it on my doorstep in like two days. You know, um, I think it's just kind of like a snowball. And if like something doesn't snowball is too big, man, <laughs> we've trained these companies to do what they're doing now. They always want quicker, no turning around wanna, now. Huh? Yeah, we are lazy. We are. I, we want I think convenience. Yeah. The real convenience is staying at home. You know, it might be convenient going to the store to get stuff. If you do anything you can to make sure that that item gets there even a day quicker than what's currently getting there. I tell you, if you can promise next day shipping for a reasonable price and not for what they charge, game over. That's it. Yeah. That yeah it. I think we're now, moving. Right? Yeah. I think we're moving too quickly down this road for a major thing to change the direction that it's heading. Well, it's going to have to get made. It's going to have to be major, though. Yeah. Like, in in iRobot, both the book and the movie, Sunny, the robot, the more sentient robot, who can dream and has feelings, draws a picture. And that picture is of a man liberating an entire crowd of robots. Well, here's my thing. Reverse that. There is a robot being completely judged and fought against, and they don't like it. These crowds of people don't like it. And, and so here's what I really think is going to happen. I think we have, you know, being from the small town in Indiana where we're full of redneck coal workers and stuff like that. Those are the kind of guys that are going to see a robot in the street and take a bat to it, you know, like because what, they're, they're not human. They're not good. And so there's going to be this huge prejudice of of machines taking over what we're doing and and there's just it's just not going to be good it's just not going to be good it's going to have to take something major major for these massive production i'm not talking you know this goes beyond robots like the automation of jobs and the disappearance of stores it's going to take something major some big changes and we're going to have to roll it back like 15 years if we want to really really stop that from happening sorry we went off on a tangent (laughs) there but no i mean that's what it leads to though it's and and are we okay with that i I don't know it seems like the society as a whole is okay okay with it or don't really care enough to care about it that's that's probably true did you know i wanted to add on earlier that best buy they're actually changing into many distribution centers. Really? Yeah. So even even the store of Best Buy are being utilized as more than just a store. They're being utilized as storage for delivery. Yeah. Mm. Smart move. Interesting. Yep. And the distribution side of things at Best Buy are open much later for curbside and for deliveries and, and things like that and for store pickups makes sense yeah they they're open might way earlier and way later 
So I think we really are seeing the uh, disappearance of, of stores. It's coming quick. I'm telling you, it's coming quick. Five years. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well, that's a downer episode, man. How we bring this back up at the end? I don't know because we got to go right into Flash Fridays, and those are never fun. <laughs> ah, those are right. probably the most grim thing you guys do. <laughs> that's the news, man. Yes. There's no positive news out there, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think there's to 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 bring us back around because we are we are reaching our time here to bring us back around. To back onto the topic of what it was we were talking about, online shopping versus in stores, there isn't really anything wrong with doing either. It's about it's about convenience. Yeah. And who who's to say? Like you might not be lazy and and don't want to go to the store. You could be a genuinely you could be the busiest person alive, and that's why there's the convenience of ordering online. That's why there's a the convenience of things like Instacart. And so, you know, when you're trying to decide whether or not you should get out of the store or online, just think about what's going to benefit you as a shopper the most. Because at the end of the day, and that's that's what it's all about. And I yeah. think people don't lose sight of that. And that's that's really the good thing. You know, people will shop without thinking, huh, how is this going to affect things later down the road? How is this going to affect the economy later down the road? Yeah. We'll find yeah. out when we get there, you know. Just things keep moving forward. Right. Any last right. words, gentlemen, before we uh, wrap up here? Have a good mix of uh, have a good mix of it. If you can get it in a store, get it in a store. Um, if you got to get it online, don't feel bad. You got to get it online because we all have to from yeah. time to time. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. World's always going to move forward. Yep. However, we change it or changes us. I can't, okay, all right. <laughs> I know I was getting Anymore. pretty. I was getting pretty in the weeds, right? <laughs> I was getting. I thought I was getting in the weeds, but you know it's bad when you start getting poetic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, Quoting Preston, uh, <laughs> the romantic poet. I would have definitely been a. Uh, what do they call him? Back in the day, for medieval times, I would have been a. Uh, yeah. What you do don't even it? know it. I don't know. You, don't you know. can't beat it if you don't know it. <laughs> I think you're just making shit up, dude. No, I, I would have a flute and sing songs. You know, uh, what are they called? Yeah, I could see that. I like could a, see like that. A jester, a bard. No. You want to be a bard. bard? Yes, I've been a bard. Can you be a bard on uh, Final Fantasy? Have you? Have you ever? <laughs> yes, you can. Have you ever actually, like, observed how bards were treated in medieval times? Mm. they're laughed at in not a good way so you're right you would be a good bard uh, <laughs> all right later guys <laughs> um unfortunately you're here so yeah sorry to get all uh all all strange and robotic on on everyone out there but hey you know i'm glad we talked about this because it really it's kind of like a you know it's a big snowball effect one thing leads to the next and suddenly everything's changing so Yep. Who would have thought of a, a virus, a disease, a sickness uh, could have wiped all that out and changed everything permanently? That just blows my mind. Yeah, enough, about, enough about that. <laughs> uh, Next time. <laughs> well, uh, here, let's let's decide a new topic while we're here with the, with the listeners of the show because uh, we have been staying pretty current. So once they hear this, uh, well, you know, it's it good might, chance it could be could be something a little uh, could be something a little lighthearted so we're still yeah, what's on the list i know we had a we had a long list there i know yeah so we have all the i think the grim ones yeah we need a positive we need to bring this up a notch i have i have a couple i have a couple so i think there is there's i have a couple of titles here and i don't know i don't know if i wrote these or if you guys texted them to me i honestly truly don't know probably both. But I, I have um i'll start with this one billionaires into space oh, you, you I guys don't know. that might be it that might be that might grim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, that, we can't bring bezos in on two episodes jeffrey back to bezos back. Yeah. Skip that one. jeffrey um, bezos what makes a good movie and that then sounds there's, good. then there's if we can swing it a visit from Austin Marlowe. Oh my gosh. Um, but we're going to have to find out. Austin's going to come that. here. So I was going to have a guest tonight 
actually with us as well. Um, but he couldn't make it because of a big wedding this weekend. Yep. The, a couple yeah. days. They got the pants me- messed up. So so yeah, did I. So he, they messed up my I pants think the as mo- well. Did they? Hey, I think I remember that. Yeah. So his are messed up. So he's getting pants swapped out mm-hmm. today. Uh, so the movie one would be good to bring him on. So yeah. if we can get Marlo on one, then we'll try to get Ryan Austin, on the movie one. Austin and we'll wants, see what. Austin wants to talk about uh, space and in like multiple no. dimension oh, theory no. and oh no. <laughs> so oh, no. billionaires <laughs> going to space could be the start of that conversation. But then, but then, like, think about this now. Now, Chris, I feel like that conversation would come back down to earth and how, like, uh, you know, financial inequality and things like that, rather yeah. than going out into the cosmos after that first conversation. When, Chris, I want <laughs> yeah. you to imagine something. Why don't you close your eyes? You got your eyes closed. Okay. Yeah. So. Yep. So. <laughs> Jeff Bezos goes into space. Jeffrey Bezos. After after he discovers on his first trip to the moon a large pillar. Now, this time when he goes into space, he searches for the next. And now in your head, I want you to imagine a choir singing all random notes. There you, keep your eyes closed. I want you to imagine Jeff Bezos staring off into space as he travels and travels and travels and travels all throughout time and space and ends up in the white room in a bed where he wakes up and finds that he is much older than when he started the journey. And that pillar is in front of him. And that is billionaires into space. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I just ruined the end of 2001 A Space Odyssey for you. We don't even, we don't even have to do the episode now. Just cut that, edit, and then just load that back up. That'll be episode 39. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys, for joining us um, on the Whatever Podcast, and we will see you at the same time, the same place, next week. Adios. Adios.